Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're brawling this team. The guy yells over the glass. Go back to the NHL, Preston, you loser. Can't even say it with a straight face. It was a good beak when we'd roll into a bigger center. They'd say, go back to Winyard. Uh, go back to the NFL where I was making more money and doing better. I'd like to. Thank you very <laughs> yeah. much. Where I was flying on the charter with the uh, double wide leather suits and the filet mignon. Yeah, working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two. We're back uh, in our comfy environs in South Florida. It's your favorite daytime sports talk show, episode number 1035, coming at you live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube live. And we open hour two with some breaking news for the hockey fans watching in Canada. Affects a lot of people. Uh, breaking from the Rod Peterson Show, we've learned Alan Miller will be named the next general manager of the Regina Pats Hockey Club this afternoon. Formerly the Moose Jaw Warriors, Hockey Canada, and the Guelph Storm of the OHL. And uh, yes, we're back from Charlotte, North Carolina. If we can bring in our hockey analyst, Serena Taylor. And for, this is going to go fast. Hey, Serena. And for the purposes of this segment, we could call you maybe our baseball analyst, too. Um, we were having a fun discussion over the weekend. What's the better sport? Uh, season, winter sports or summer sports? That's our poll today for Key Auto Group. And I'll, let's start right there. Right there, because with a home run derby tonight, we had the flag football this weekend in Charlotte, but you being the hockey gal, what are you voting for for the best season of sports, winter or summer? I specifically haven't voted yet because I uh, don't know yet. Yeah, it's it always goes back and forth with me just because I'm such a big hockey fan, but I do like the summer sports to be honest, because I like personally being able to get outside, going to watch a baseball game. Like we saw the ballpark in Charlotte. It would have been incredible to watch a baseball game there. So that's kind of why I tend to lean toward the summer sports. Now the Olympics is different, but as far as the sports in general, I guess I'm going to have to vote overall for summer sports. Oh, wow, that shocks me. I think there might be a little bit of uh, recency bias, as they say in that, because, of course, we went by Bank of America Stadium that the Charlotte FC soccer team was about to play an MLS game that night, and I'm like, oh, I'd kind of like to be there. But it, there's no replacing hockey, uh, obviously. No replacing hockey for you or me. So for that reason, I'm voting winter sports. But Key Auto Group uh, brings you our daily poll question. The all-new Sportage reimagines innovation in motion, an urban SUV design with all the comforts for your next adventure. Order yours today at keyyorktonkia.com or by calling 306-783-2772. The 2023 Kia Sportage movement that inspires. Okay, uh, Serena is with us. We did a whole lot of CFL talk last hour with Kevin. The media, we're not going to do that with Serena here because when you asked me this morning in the Charlotte airport, what are we going to talk about? I said, the MLB home run derby. Your eyes lit up in Seattle. So before I get into the odds and all the rest, what is it about the home run derby that gets you so excited? And the all-star game overall. I think of all of the all-star games, I like baseballs the most just because I'm a big baseball fan. I personally don't ever watch the hockey all-star game. Um, I really like baseballs and it leads off with that home run derby. The NBA game is actually pretty good too. When they have like, you know, different things like the slam dunk competition that really, you can really see the players show their actual skill set. And I think the cool thing with the home run derby is anyone can win this thing, depending on who they come up against and whatever. And I remember watching it when Justin Morneau was battling, battling deep in it. And it was so exciting to me. I just, who doesn't love watching a home run? Well, yes. Yeah. So tonight it's the kickoff of the all-star festivities in Seattle. 
with the Home Run Derby. Uh, Vladdy will be competing against seven other sluggers, including two-time champion Pete Alonzo of the Mets, Mookie Betts of the Dodgers, and Julio Rodriguez of the host Mariners. You know all this, Serena, but I'm putting it out for the benefit of our audience. Participants are seated for the opening round based on their home run totals as of July 4th. The tiebreaker uh, was that was home runs as of June 15th. So round one, Luis Robert Jr. versus Adley Rutschman. Number two, Pete Alonso versus Julio Rodriguez. Number three, Mookie Betts versus Vladdy. Number four, Adelis Garcia versus Randy Arozarena. Now here are the odds. Do you want to take a swing at who is favored to win this home run derby tonight? It's got to be Pete Alonso. It is at plus 300. Want to take a swing, pardon the pun, at who's second odds favorite at plus 375 to win this thing? It's. I would guess Vlad, if I had to guess. It is. See, what I tell you, everybody, she can double as the baseball analyst, too. Uh, and then from there, Julio Rodriguez, Robert Jr., Garcia, Arena, Betts. And Richmond. So yeah, you nailed you nailed the top two. Now, the interesting thing, just to switch, you do you have anything more on the home run derby, derby and the All Star game before we move on to something else? I was actually going to say because we talked about it earlier today. I said, well, Vlad's going up against Mookie Betts, and I'm personally a huge Mookie Betts fan. I love Mookie Betts. Mm. Vladdy is the guy that I probably wouldn't be a fan of if he didn't play for the Blue Jays. And in spite of the fact that Mookie Betts plays, played plays for teams that I just do not like, being the Red Sox and the Dodgers, I still love Mookie Betts. Will I be upset if Mookie Betts beats Vladdy? Absolutely not. But I still think it's going to be a slugger that wins it. It's not going to be a, a guy like a Rosa Reina, I don't think. Uh, well, uh, it'll be fun to watch for that reason. Uh, this is interesting from the bar flies in Winnipeg says, does the poll really matter to true sports fans? The poll question is what's better? No, but everything's a competition bar flies. Everything's a competition in sports winter versus summer. That's all we're asking. And what's interesting about that is uh, K dog writes in on Twitter and he says, he goes, obviously they're both great. But it also is important to have an off-season in, in them so that we can enjoy the other sports. I'm just saying that off the top of my head. I'm trying to – there's so many comments have come in here. But we here it is. They're both great, hence why each sport needs to have an off-season so we can enjoy the others. And I'm sure you have some thoughts on that. But you, you brought up, Serena, the all-star formats. And the hockey, I mean, we went to it because it was here. We didn't really enjoy it. That was $400 U.S. literally burnt, and we don't need to go any further down that road. But the NFL now with their Pro Bowls going to flag football. And I know enough about flag. Even before this weekend in Charlotte, too, have enjoyed it. But now you were on the sidelines. Nine games I added up that we did together on Home Team Live, USAFootball.com, and the Olympic Network. I think people need to get into this as a spectator sport. What do you think? Flag football was absolutely incredible. And one of the coaches that I interviewed after one of the games, I, it's all kind of a blur at this point. We were talking about guys that play tackle football and if it prepares them for flag. And his specific comment was, if you took an NFL team and put them in a flag football game, they would never win because it's a completely different sport. It's the same agility standards. It's the same this and that but it's a completely different game. And I think the biggest problem with the NFL with the Pro Bowl is it was always after the Super Bowl. So no one cares. The players can easily get hurt when they play like that. So they don't want to play like that anymore. There's zero interest in that game. And going to flag, I don't really see what the point of that is. There's no point in going to flag. It's a completely different game. So you're going to watch a lot of guys who don't really know how to play a sport effectively just because they're professional athletes. Now you're going to ask them to do something that they've never done before. It, no wonder they think it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So a few things here. Uh, from Northside in Edmonton, that's his name. He says, how popular is Major League Baseball in Canada? 
Well, it depends on the person, Northside. If you did a poll, the Blue Jays, depending on the time of year and how the team was doing, would probably rank third or fourth um, behind hockey in the CFL. But to be honest, right now it's hot. It's, and it's the all-star week. We don't sit here and talk a lot of baseball on this show, but this is the time. It's like the Calgary Stampede. You may not be into rodeo, but this is the time. If you're in Calgary or in Alberta, it's Christmas for that sport. So that's why we're talking about it here. Uh, from B. Brian in Alberta, he says, I didn't even realize the All-Star break is on until Rod mentioned it today. Now, furthermore, Colin in Ottawa, Serena says, is flag football a demonstration sport in the Summer Olympics? Over to you with what you know about that. I think it would be great if it was. I don't see why not. I feel like there's a lot of, we always talk about how there's way more summer sports than there are winter sports in the Olympics and just kind of they they tweak little things. And the fact that they took some sports out of the Summer Olympics and now they're talking about potentially putting flag football in, I think there is a market for flag football looking at how many people in the United States play flag football. There's over 7 million people that played flag football in 2022 in the U.S. Because we talked about it before. If you're going to put your kid in a sport, it's very safe. It's cheap for them to play. They don't need all the equipment. They don't need all that kind of stuff. But it's exciting. It's not something like, like there's a lot of kids that play soccer in the U.S., but it's just not quite the same thing. So translating that into the Olympics would give the kids that are playing, like I was thinking about all those kids this weekend. There's no collegiate scholarships for flag football right now. There are certain places where flag football is more sanctioned in certain states than others. But as it sits right now, there's not the big opportunity. And for females, they can only play tackle when they become of age. They can't play tackle at the youth division as a female. So it's very difficult to say, yes, these sports should be taken out of the Olympics and that's fine, but then you're going to like throw a new sport in there. It's all transitional, I guess. I would like to see it though. I think it'd be great. It's very exciting. Uh, Ryan McCarthy in New York says flag football is an event in the World University Games. It needs to be at least a demonstration sport in the Olympics. And he also pointed out that it was 111 Eastern, 1111 Mountain. But, um, okay, just furthermore, from that same guy, Northside in Edmonton, says the Blue Jays averaged 896,000 viewers per game last year on Sportsnet. Yeah, the Jays are good. The ratings are up. When the Jays suck, the ratings are down. It ain't that hard to figure out. And the Blue Jays have been largely pretty good since 2015. But Serena and I did these broadcasts together along with Moose nine games over the weekend. And I kept repeatedly being told by those people to don't, don't talk about the Olympics in 2028 and we want flag football in it. And yet every head honcho that I brought on the air to interview from the CEO to the VPs all said, we're really hoping that in the Olympics in 2028, flag football will be a sport. And Serena, why wouldn't it be? It's fast. The games are quick. They fit well into a window. It's safe. All ages can play. I would be shocked if it wasn't an Olympic sport by 2028. I would have to agree, but there's that's a big process i mean the olympics are every four years of course right and it's not something you can just slap together when they decide where they're going to have the olympics that's 10 years in advance essentially so you can't just snap your fingers and change the olympics it's too it's a big process it will it be 2028 maybe um i guess what i'm saying is it can't be 2024 you know what I mean? But I wouldn't be surprised if it got pushed back even further. You're only going to get one kick at that can before they let you in. And with the Olympics, you just never know what they're going to do. It's the fastest growing sport in the world. And I can speak for you to say we're incredibly excited to be a part of it. Now, we got two minutes left. Your thoughts, please, on NHL free agency. Who's winning it? Who's Whoa. losing it? And your thoughts, yeah. I'm not really sure if I could put my finger on anybody that's losing because it's not really over. It's never really over, 
right? There's always a period of time essentially where you could sign a player. So there could be teams that are waiting, like the Flames really haven't done much, right? So just for example, everybody was roasting them last week and you just never know who they're waiting for. There's always stuff going on behind the scenes that we are not privy to. How many times do we see reporters announce something that never actually happened? Everybody's trying to be the first one to announce everything. And so you never really know what's going on behind the scenes because they're not talking about it. So do I think there's any losers? And eh, not really. Probably I would have to say the most interesting situation is going to be Chicago. I think they're loading up mm. because they know a guy like Bedard needs more experienced guys to play with. The second I heard that Chicago signed Corey Perry, I knew exactly whose line he was going to play on. Bedard needs a guy like Corey Perry to get in and muck it up. He's not big enough. He's not strong enough. He's going to get railroaded out there if he doesn't have a guy like Corey Perry. I'm not a Corey Perry fan, but as soon as I saw that, I realized that's, that's actually a smart move to get somebody like that. So maybe it's a combination, but I feel like Chicago seems to be making the most of their situation. Um, De the Debrinket trade is going to be good as well, but there's always so much movement these days compared to when we were kids. Guys played on the same team their whole career. And so it's hard to say. We all thought that Calgary was going to win that trade and look what happened. So I don't know who the biggest winners are, but I think I feel like Chicago's we making have... the most moves. Yeah, what is, to be honest, when you put it that way, it's kind of pointless to even talk about who's winning or losing because it is only July, but it is fun to talk about. Serena, uh, we've reached the end of our time. Awesome job. We covered a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. Jim Clubber Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert and the best-selling author of many books on the Leafs, will join us next live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just $9.99. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. Every movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. $9.99. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant. Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You get the idea, but we're running out of time. Every ticket just $9.99. Get all the movies. Get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The RP Show continues from beautiful, hot, and sunny South Florida. It is uh, episode number 1035 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. By the way, folks, are you too busy with summer plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. You can still get the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. All you got to do is head to factormeals.com slash Peterson50 and use the promo code Peterson50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code Peterson50 at factormeals.com slash Peterson50 to get 50% off today. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Okay, Jim Clubberlang joins us. He is America's sweetheart. <laughs> How are you doing, Jim? <laughs> see, you. I didn't know that. I was I trying to get your reaction. I know that. I was trying to get your reaction. 
He's Canada's number one NFL expert. And before we get to that, because the plane was touching down this morning, returning from Charlotte to here to South Florida, I'm thinking, what's the date? I'm like, July 10th. Holy smokes. NFL training camp's got to be getting ready to roll. So just before we get to that, Jim, NHL free agency and what the Leafs have done, there's really nobody I'd rather know their opinion than yours on Brad Tree Living's first free agency season with the Leafs. What do you think? Oh, I, I give Brad Tree Living an A-plus for what he's done. I mean, the Leafs needed a shake-up. You know, what's the old saying? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So instead of just taking what Kyle Dubas left when Kyle Dubas went to Pittsburgh and go, well, let's just go with that, he made a pretty significant change. I really love the signing of John Klingberg. I think he's such a steady defenseman. But the Tyler Bertuzzi one, I, I was stunned. I think a lot of people around the league were stunned that he ended up in Toronto. So that's a really shrewd signing by Tree Living. Max Domi is going to be in a very effective player for them. But with Ryan Reeves, uh, there's one thing you can't do now with Ryan Reeves on the team is push the Leafs around and take liberties with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner and Austin, well, Austin Matthews is a pretty tall guy, but a physical guy, but most of their skill players are not big power forwards and so if someone's going to be taking liberties with them you'll have to answer the bell and until the rule book of the nhl and until they change the way the league is called in the playoffs you need a guy like ryan reeves in your team i i, I really like what bradtree living did in the offseason and, and giving sheldon keith the opportunity to change the lines change the deep pairings and change the culture of the team with the different players they brought in what about those they lost? Just being devil's advocate, Luke Shen led the NHL in hits last year. Bunting's gone, whether you love him or not. You always heard his name. He was always in the mix. What about what they gave up? I, I, I really like what Luke Shen brought to the table. I mean, I, I, fortunately, I mean, there is a salary cap in the NHL. And I'm sure Tree Living looked at his the math. Uh, Brandon Pridham is this capologist. They have to look at the dollars and cents now. There are a lot of people freaking out about how much money they spend. You have to realize the cap doesn't count until you finalize your roster for the start of the season. But but by now and then, they're going to have to make some moves to get under the, the $81.5 million or $82.5 million. I just forget the exact number right now. But so you have time and leeway. But I think it was probably more of a case where they looked at, hey, we just can't afford to keep Luke Shen. I would have liked to have kept him um, in a perfect world. Uh, the Michael Bunting thing... I, I don't think it's a great loss that he's not there. I mean, Tyler Bertuzzi more than makes up for Michael Bunting's loss. So that's not a big loss for the Leafs at all. It's just going to be very interesting how this team plays out, I mean, through training camp at the beginning of the season and how different they look. How will the Kyle Dubas era be remembered in Toronto? Oh, that's a great question. It's a great question, Rod. I mean, that people are still trying to figure that out. Kyle Dubas was the golden boy of the analytics and the new age of NHL management thinking. And his was the, the right way to do it. We're going to do it this. We're going to use science and computers and math and technology. And we're going to use research to build the perfect hockey team. And they won one playoff round in his tenure as GM. So he, he built a team that made the playoffs, but he built a team that had very, very limited success in the postseason. And that's going to be his legacy. And if it's fair or not, you know, you can talk all you want about old school, new school. They view people like Kelly McCrimmon. He's a Stanley Cup champion. And you look at, uh, you know, all the different GMs from recent vintage. They're the ones who the ultimately are the top executives in the league. The team, the GM in the, in the front office that built the team that won the Stanley Cup. So even though Kyle Dubas is still the flavor of the month for a lot of people around hockey and a lot of the new age hockey thinkers that he's going to do wonderful things in Pittsburgh. Well, the proof will be in the pudding when they actually go deep in the playoffs, go to a cup final, win another Stanley cup. That's, that's the ultimate measuring stick of the, the national hockey league rod is can you build a team that can go to the cup final and be like in the, at least in the final four. And if you're in the final four and you're one of the top four teams in the NHL, I think you have the right to call yourself a very successful general manager of the National Hockey League, and Kyle Dubas was not able to do that. And, and, and it's, nothing, it's not me slagging him. I just uh, I don't have anything against Kyle Dubas, but he just didn't build a team good enough to do what he expected or wanted to do. I'm with you. Um, it's not enough to be competitive every year. It's not enough.
And I smiled when you brought up McCrimmon because I've known him since I was 16. And if you sat down with Kelly and said, Kelly, how did you do it? He would smirk and say, that's for me to know and for you to find out. <laughs> There's no manual well, for how Kelly McCrimmon built the Golden Knights, right? I mean, I mean, you got Alex Petrangelo playing 25 to 27 minutes a night of lockdown D, and he's six four, two and a quarter, and he's one of the smaller defensemen. They got Giants in the blue line. You know, they've got effective forwards through the top three lines. I mean, he, you know, I, this is where I, I understand the new face, um, the new kid in town, the new way of doing things. And sometimes you have to look at who has been the most successful, whose name has been etched in silver in the Stanley Cup. What did they do? Maybe someone should take Kelly McCrimmon up for coffee and talk to them. And maybe he's not going to tell them anything because he wants the Vegas Golden to be successful for year after year. But yeah. maybe you should study and look at his last few years and trends and signings and trades and free agency. What did he do? There's no shame in looking at someone very successful and trying to learn from them. I guess that's why they say these leagues are copycat leagues, which is a nice segue over to the National Football League because I think it's the biggest copycat league of them all. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So what 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 is the winning formula? Like look at the Rams. They win a Super Bowl. I think it's Chris Jones term. Maybe it's Murph. Credit card money. They bought all those names on the credit card and then when the bill came due, they had to get rid of them all and they were It was the biggest drop from a Super Bowl champion as you know to missing the playoffs and lowest wins. And I don't think they would do anything different than what they did. No, not at all because it ultimately for Stan Kroenke, he got a Super Bowl championship out of his L.A. Rams and a ring and another feather in his sports empire he's built. And they have that legacy that the Rams that year were the Super Bowl champions. And I think that's a lesson for all pro sports. Are you willing to pay the price that you're going to push all your chips to the table and hope everything falls into place? You don't have you know, key injuries to key players at the worst possible time and win. Now, the aftermath is what you've seen. And we, we saw it with the Chicago Blackhawks a number of years ago when they won the Stanley Cup. We've seen it for a lot of sports. So simply they can't afford to keep that championship team together. And they get rid of players. And they get rid of really good players because it's just they don't have the money to, to do it. But they say, hey, we won a championship. We won a Super Bowl. We won this with these players. And then we're going to bounce back and be good again. And that's... I mean, that's the challenge for the L.A. Rams is trying to be competitive again. I mean, whether or not they're going to be an 11-12 win team and make a run for the NFC Championship, I'm not sure. But they, it's upon them now, the coaching staff and management and the players, to at least be competitive again. Because there were times last year, it was tough to watch the Rams considering they just won the Super Bowl. Very unfair question of me to ask you, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Did you have a favorite NFL market to go cover? Because you covered it for many, many years for Sportsnet. And I ask you, because I just came from Charlotte, a town that I would never have thought to go to. But we were there broadcasting the USA Football National Flag Championships. It was so much fun. Steve Smith mm. Sr. coming down to the, to, to the field. Torrey Holt, who lives there, never played for the Panthers, I don't believe, but won a Super Bowl with the Rams. He's from there. Um, Steve Chin, the NFL backing of flag. Uh, that's another show, another story. But Charlotte, what a yeah. great town. 2.6 million people. Not big enough to get a Super Bowl, so they all hate Roger Goodell. He said that. You're not big enough. But um, all the markets are great. But was there one that you enjoyed going to the most? I really like Pittsburgh going to their training camp. It, it's uh, is that right? It's huh? an old yeah. It's an old um, uh, monk run, Catholic run, small university. I think it's like a D three school in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, and the Arnold Palmer International Airport. You can see planes landing from the practice field uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, and I've been, I've covered the Steelers in Pittsburgh at their practice facility. Um, in the south end of Pittsburgh, that's a very interesting team to cover. And there's a lot of history. And you'll see, um, like, the Patriarchs, the, the, the old owners of the team walking through and just talking to people like they're mm. part of the family. Um, the Buffalo Bills, I've, I've, there, there is so much passion there from the media, from the fans, to, to finally be a winner again. I have to tell you, when it comes to when people complain about Canadian media, I've covered a number of New York Jets 
uh, practices and training camps. And, and actually, I've been into a practice facility in New Jersey. You have no idea what tough media is to you see New York media, New York, New Jersey media oh. go after the Jets. And this is the time of Rex Ryan and their coaching staff because they were not happy something was going right. They hold nothing back. And it's and it's it's common for a, a lot of New York, uh, American media, but especially the, the big cities like New York and and Chicago and the Boston area and those big markets, big sports markets, they go after the coaches and players and they ask them tough questions and they don't care about the consequences. And it's it really stands out. And it's very interesting to see how they approach uh, going after coach and, and players and say, like being right in their face and direct. And why did this go wrong? And why are you not doing this? And it's uh, it's all interesting because I find um, uh you know, there's that Pennsylvania working class mindset is different than that New York, New Jersey mindset is different than what it's like in the Buffalo, Western New York area. And it's a regional thing. And the way sometimes the way that the town is and the way they are as people kind of reflects how the team is covered. And I that that I found the most interesting. Are they right? Though, do they know what they're in? The reason I say that maybe decades ago, those reporters knew in a game situation what they should have done or a personnel thing because i'm finding the media now it i'm getting turned off real fast as a matter of fact i think i am turned off by the people that are covering teams right now like i saw this headline disgraced blue jays pitcher returns to the hills friday he was talking about alec manoa i thought what did he do disgraced you know yeah that, that, i could go find the headline if you want and oh. it's just it's it's getting well, yeah, it's okay. getting out of control so yeah I'll give you an example why I think I, I tend to agree with you a little bit. Uh, Trey Wingo was a longtime NFL reporter and host for ESPN and extremely knowledgeable. And not just as a reporter, but as a football person, he understood the game, he understood what to ask. And of course, ESPN gets rid of him because he got a little too old. He's making a little too much money. They just got rid of a lot of really good people. Rachel Nichols, I've been to a number of NFL big events and practices and Super Bowls, and I've watched her in action. She is a smart, prepared, intelligent reporter. They got rid of her. So when you keep getting rid of people with a lot of experience because they're not fitting in your demographic or they make a little too much money, that's what you get, Rod. That, that's what you get. And it's a, it's like that in all sports and all networks. So, And then when people look at ESPN as the gold standard and they're doing it, they're like, well, we should do it too. So the, the viewer, the fan... They suffer. I mean, honestly, I'm not just saying this because I'm on with you, but it's it's a fact. The, the show that you have and the people you have on, it's a great alternative for sports fans who are being turned off by that kind of lack of coverage that they grew up with, but they're not receiving now. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And that's why we love having you on, which reminds me we are out of time. But I guess now with NFL training camp set to open, let's do this again real soon and cover all the big stories, Jimbo. Okay, and just a reminder, as camp gets is, is set to open up, for a lot of people who uh, forget, it's CBA. The first three days of practice, there is no contact and nothing. They're basically in their baseball caps and tank tops. But days four and five, you got helmet and shells, no hitting. Day six, zero contact. On day seven only, are mm -hmm. you allowed to have full pads and hit each other in NFL training camp now? It's very different than the, the old days where they pounded each other for two days through camp. So um, get ready for that. You'll see a lot of the videos in the next few weeks, them moving in with their TVs and Xboxes and all that, getting ready for the six weeks they're going to be living away in some dorm somewhere. Well, player safety is paramount, and I'm actually happy that they are walking the talk or talking the walk, however you want to say it. Thanks, Jim, for that. <laughs> oh, oh hey, by the way, how do I get a mug? Do I have to... Like, here, go online to your Rod Peterson shop? I want a mug. Uh, well, um, DuPont had the great idea of shipping those things out, and by the time they ended up uh, in people's hands, they were jigsaw puzzles, Jim. So uh, maybe we'll have to hand-deliver <laughs> one to you okay. in Toronto. Okay. We'll, we'll make it happen. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang, joining us here from the Big Smoke. We'll be back, and we'll be doing viewer takeover early Next segment, plus a sports update, because we've got a guest in overtime. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE podcast and YouTube live.
PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. All right, everybody, it is audience takeover early here on this Monday because we've got a guest coming up in the next segment, Overtime. So I'll tell you the Progressive Insurance text line is now open, 902-518-3033 to write us now, and we'll get to the streaming comments in a moment. But first, we'll do the sports update here right now for this Monday. Hey, this is why we love daytime sports. It's not a sports channel rerunning highlights all morning long. We got breaking news for you. From the major junior hockey world, the Regina Pants announced several changes to their hockey operations department. Monday morning, John Paddock, you know him as the former head coach of the Ottawa Senators, Winnipeg Jets and a member of the AHL Hall of Fame, John Paddock has announced his retirement after nine seasons with the Pats. And with that, the Pats are extremely excited to announce Alan Miller as the team's new general manager, becoming the 20th GM in team history. And for you old fogies watching right now that have the means to write or text in, text in or write in in the stream, who's the greatest Regina Pat general manager in history of 20 years? I know the correct answer, but I want to hear it from you. Not who you think. Um, Alan Miller, 56 years of age, brings with him extensive operations and team management experience going back to 1989, beginning his uh, first front office uh, job with the Toronto Maple Leafs AHL affiliate, the Newmarket Saints, spent two years as assistant GM of the OHL's Guelph Storm, then four seasons as director of hockey operations with the Calgary Flames AHL affiliate, the St. John Flames. Returned to the O as the GM of the Storm from 97 to 03. Was with the Toronto St. Michael's Majors. GM of the Sarnia Sting from 2004 to 2009. It doesn't mention anywhere in the news release that I saw that he was the general manager of the Moose Jaw Warrior. People are writing in already, trusting me with their questions, and they're saying, is this a good hire? Yes. And if you missed it earlier, when we broke the news here on this show last hour that the Pats were hiring Alan Miller, I'll tell you this, because I've run the numbers in years past. The team that won the most games in that East Division from 2010 to 2020 was the Brandon Weekings. Kelly McCrimmons, Brandon Weekings. Number two, Al Miller's Moose Jaw Warriors. The man knows how to win. And proving that we cover all the sports all over the continent. News from Charlotte, North Carolina, where we just were for the last five days. The Carolina Panthers announcing they'll be inducting defensive end Julius Peppers and wide receiver Moosin Muhammad into the team's Hall of Honor. The inductions will take place at Bank of America Stadium during halftime of the October 29th game against the Houston Texans. The Panthers made the announcement this morning. Interesting. Uh, Jim Lang saying what his favorite NFL market was to visit. He said Pittsburgh, and I see we have some great comments coming in from our viewers on that. I got to say, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed Charlotte. And how nice is it to go somewhere and be paid to work in these places as we were by Home Team Live and USA Football for the National Flag Football Championships. It was so much fun. The sports update brought to you by... The Steadies, their island rock genre of music, was named Concert of the Year by Planet S Magazine. The new tour kicked off on June 23rd. Visit thesteadies.ca for more info and stream The Steadies today on Apple Music and Spotify. And also, Landmark Cinemas in theaters July 12th. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, starring Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt. 902-518-3033 is uh, the text number for Progressive Insurance. Uh, do, 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 do. Ryan Thomas writes in. <laughs> okay, we got to write this down. Ryan Thomas, 
on the 902 lines is just circling back to Serena's comments on the Blackhawks. There's no chance Corey Perry plays on Bedard's line. Perry's a fourth liner now who can play on the second power play. He brings a veteran's presence to the team for sure, but will not be on Bedard's line. Let's write that down and let's see what happens in the opening week of the regular season. Interestingly enough, the um, Florida Panthers development camp opens today. 3.45 p.m. Eastern at the Ice Den in Coral Springs, and I'll be there to watch. I don't even know. The only player I'm going specifically to watch is Spencer Knight, who isn't actually eligible to play in the development camp because he's on his second NHL roster, but because he missed half the season being in the NHL PA Player Assistance Program, he's been granted special status by the NHL to participate in this camp, and I got a list of players I've been sent to watch. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, Nelson says, more importantly, our uh, VP of Sim Events says, most importantly, Alan Miller, Director of Player Personnel for Hockey Canada. The man knows how to evaluate and find talent. <laughs> T. Will in Winnipeg says, someone is overestimating the rest of Chicago's roster. Looking at you, Ryan Thomas. Terry in Calgary writes, and he says, I'm just out of the hospital after a serious back surgery. Thank goodness I have the RP show to get me through the healing period. Uh, we're glad to have you with us, Terry. Get well soon. Godspeed. Um, from Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg, he says, I'm still miffed at the WHL. They took us Winnipeg fans, used us for a good time, then kicked us to the curb when it became clear that COVID killed the new arena plan. Shameful. He said, I will never stop talking about how ICE fans got screwed. Well, I get that, Patrolman Pete, but you need to get over it. And I still believe it was the 50 below ownership group that screwed the Winnipeg fans, not the Western Hockey League. If they felt that COVID screwed the arena plans, the team would still be there. There was something about that ownership group that rubbed the Board of Governors and other owners the wrong way and the WHL themselves. Don't be mad at the WHL. And to be honest, <clears throat> hate to see you spending your time mad at all because the team's not coming back. But it's up to you to sit and stew on it. Um, we'll be back with overtime right after this. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio Podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. You gotta love summer and the RP show broadcasting back from South Florida for a spell after a wonderful time in Charlotte and the USA football one flag national championships. Man, that was a good time. Can't wait to do it again. And uh, hey, on the topic of youth sports. Andrew Gottselig is a good friend of ours. He is the founder and CEO of Hoop Life, a basketball program for kids of all ages, all skill levels, and it's uh, it's year-round for him, too. Hey, Andrew, welcome back uh, to the program. Producer Clark said you got some cool things going on over there with Hoop Life that we need to talk about. What's going on? Yeah, no, it's great to see you, man. Um, no, I'm, 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 uh, it's, it's been a great summer. It's you know, with, with Hoop Life, we've opened this new building now, but you know, it's almost been two years. And um, it's, you know, every every month it's, 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 you know, we don't have the mindset of just keep doing the same thing. We're trying to expand, give kids more opportunities. And so we created something at Hoop Life where kids can get involved from four years old 
all the way up through till they're in the early 20s. And so this summer, it's a lot of summer camps. We got a three on three tournament and we're just having a ton of fun. Well, uh, that's what I, the last time you were on, I think you unveiled the plans for that beautiful new facility. So that's how long it's been. So Absolutely. now you're in it. <laughs> it tells me that it's been far too long. Has it been better than uh, you imagined? A lot of times it is. Tell folks about that before we go any further. Oh yeah, no, I mean, we, so folks don't know, I mean, we, Hoop Life started, I started coaching about a decade ago in Regina and it's, I started, you know, I was young, I was maybe 18, 19 years old and I uh, started just doing summer camps and I loved, loved basketball, loved coaching kids. Um, you know, I grew up with a ton of younger cousins and so it kind of just came natural. And so we, you know, we started doing summer camps and then one thing led to another and we had such a great team of coaches who a lot of them are still coaching to this day, 10 years later. And um, so, you know, about five years ago, kind of is when we all decided to take it serious and start Hoop Life and, you know, went from school gyms to, you know, when COVID happened, it became very clear that we need our own building. And so in 2021 of, of uh, I think it was, I guess, November, we officially opened this building, um, which is, you know, almost 10,000 square foot building in Regina, uh, you know, beautiful state of the art where we have workout facility, you know, full regulation court. and. You know, since we've opened, it's it's just been great. We've been able to give kids a chance to, you know, be successful in basketball and really treat basketball as, uh, you know, this isn't basketball is always kind of treated as a community sport in Saskatchewan. You know, it's very much secondary mm -hmm. to hockey, secondary to football. And so, what we've been able to do with the building now is be able to host a competitive league for those kids who want to take the next step and really, you know, to take those steps that hockey took you know, 30 years ago and start to give kids more opportunities so they can play in the CBL or they can go have other, other, other goals and aspirations. And so that's really what, we're, what gets me excited, Ben. Are your, are your numbers up? What's the registration been like from when you started this till now? Yeah, well, no, for sure. I mean, every year there's over a thousand kids that, that come, new kids that, that come to, to Hoop Life now. And so, I mean, I think total enrollment in Hoop Life is, you know, close to that 5,000 mark of number of kids. Obviously, you know, kids come and go depend, depending on their interests. But, I mean, we have everything from, we have Hoop Life leagues that we run throughout the year. We have, you know, weekly programs. We have weekly training where kids can pop in for an hour, open gym. Essentially, we try to keep the building open, you know, down near as much as possible and, and give the kids as many opportunities as they can. So are your summer camps full up here or um, is you know, kids are driving parents nuts here? Yeah. After they come <laughs> drop them off? How, how, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, just go to hooplifebasketball.com, click the register button. Um, we do 16 different summer camps. So some are sold out, some have some space. Uh, it kind of depends on the week, but we try to give as many opportunities to parents as, as possible. All right, sounds good. Anything else, Andrew? No, man. I think I think you know it's been great to see you and and, and connect. I've, I've loved watching you. Uh, I love watching the Florida behind you throughout the winter. And that you know that really inspired me. I thought, you know, maybe one day if we could get a hoop life in Florida, I could come hang out with you down there. But no, we're uh, we're doing great here, man. And I appreciate you having me on. Good. Well, there's always an open invitation. I don't need to tell you how popular <laughs> basketball is here. So keep crushing it. Enjoy the summer, Andrew, and keep in touch. I appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely. Thanks, Rob. Talk soon. Andrew Gotzelig, the founder and CEO of Hoop Life. And uh, as you just heard him say, they have gone off with their facility. Okay. 902-518-3033 is our text line here. It's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. So we move into audience takeover, the final segment of the day. And man, we covered a lot. I don't know where, um, where to go from here. I just, oh, here we go. Here's my gong. John um, in Winnipeg. Yeah, I always get the questions just after the guy left. The best ones. Not from John Ohm. He's, he says, maybe one day a pro NBA player will come from Regina Sask, all because of a hoop life start. Uh, Patrolman Pete says, the Canadian Elite Basketball League is definitely raising basketball's profile on the prairies, and I meant to ask Andrew about that, and I forgot. So thank you, Patrolman Pete, for that. One thing that people love about uh, this show is, of course, 
our stories. And I feel like I put it in my weekend 10 things column, but if you don't read that, you're sitting here watching it, wondering what uh, went down in Charlotte on the weekend. And we had the occasion to broadcast those USA football national flag championships. But you know, the, the CFL is going to do what it's going to do, obviously. But with the NFL, they are backing flag football in a major way. And down at the fields at UNC Charlotte campus, where the whole USA Performance Center is and where they played the games, they had Panthers current and former players come down. Carolina Panthers from the National Football League, plus other NFL alum. Our good friend Tori uh, Gurley came down, but I didn't have the opportunity to chat with him because I was on the air for nine consecutive hours calling six games. I felt terrible. I uh, didn't get a chance to spend time with Tory, but did get a chance to interview another Tory. Tory Holt at halftime of one of the games, and we talked about flag football, all the up-and-coming kids, and we said, hey, Kurt Warner put the Arena Football League on the map. Tory Holt's former teammate, they won a Super Bowl together in St. Louis in 99, and uh, I said to Mr. Holt, could you see a flag football player one day making it to the NFL and putting this league on the map that way? And he goes, it's coming. It's coming. Hmm. Uh, 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 uh. That's it. I appreciate everybody tuning in today. We've had, we're going to go off the air with a lot of comments that I cannot get to, but it's been a busy one. Great job, Producer Clark. We got the head coach of the Columbus Black uh, Blue Jackets coming up tomorrow. Mike Babcock will be joining us. Is that hour one or two, Clark? Hour one, Mike Babcock of the Columbus Blue Jackets, their brand-new head coach, will be joining us. Busy day today. Thank you to Serena. Thank you to Jim Lang, Andrew Gotzelig. Who all did we have? Eddie Steele, Kevin the Medium. We'll do it all over again here noon Eastern tomorrow here on Game Plus and WQEE Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.